The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Sports leagues opening up. What is the plan? How soon are we going to get there? You're listening, as usual, to Sean and Sam on the Functional Sportsaholic. How are you doing, Sam? It is Friday, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, so uh, we were going to record on a Wednesday, and we were going <laughs> to record on Thursday, and in both days I had texting gaffes that um, that really are were so bad that I would usually think my parents were making them. But uh, I forgot what happened on Wednesday. Yesterday I texted you. You must have texted me right back, and um, and I never had an active text message. So, yeah, like, I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah. and so like uh, we were, we were. I was looking to because I was recording get paid yesterday at like eleven thirty in the morning, or eleven or something. And then uh, I said, "Hey, do you want to record right after that?" Because that would have been perfect for me. And I never saw the text come through. And then I, it's like four thirty, four forty-five. I was like, "Okay, well, let's see what's going on tomorrow." And I look and it's see, and I saw you text back. Yeah, eleven thirty is perfect. I was like, "Ah, yeah. oh well." <laughs> And then Wednesday, I did something equally as stupid. I think I just forgot. No, no, no. I got busy. I got busy. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there you go. Hey, uh, before we get rolling here, everybody, remember the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide is available on Amazon.com. I'm also building a really cool website, but I'll announce that later. Um, Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide, quick pitch. Why is it good? First of all, the sleepers are better. They're mathematically driven, but I also watch every single NFL game. There's a 1,000 hours of NFL watch time. Yes, that's more then the total amount of games I go back and I rewatch some. Um, that's a lot of football. Uh, no other website, no other providers are doing it. Usually they're farming that stuff out to two or three people. I am the person um, basically watching and driving all the content. So it's all me at this point, right? I'm bootstrapping the business. Uh, then we give you free updates throughout the offseason, and uh, we're just better at telling you uh, you know, what to do in the draft. You know, we, we monitor average draft positions. I monitor mock drafts. I attend mock drafts to make sure that I'm properly calibrating my uh, my draft board for everybody out there and that's part of the updates as well so free updates better sleepers um and it's also not as expensive as the other guides out there amazon.com click the link below uh, but sam yeah man so sports it's coming back um at some point i don't think we have uh, you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel i'll say it that way and, yeah i mean it looks like it looks like nba will probably be jumping off in july um to finish their season which i'm happy about yeah you know um you know you never want to see the year like what we got with baseball i think it was 94 in the strike year where you don't have a world series champion you never want to see a year where they, where they can't figure out how to crown a champion it's just not good, right you know same with march madness this year it's always going to be oh, weird that man. you know some of these kids you know some of these seniors and stuff they never got a chance to to do that and that's always it just sucks and i get it with college sports it's a little bit harder you can't just keep pushing stuff back, and right. you know you, you, you're you're a little bit more uh, restricted. So, um, yeah, you know. it is interesting. I was I, I want to talk actually a little bit about college football. I forgot who I was talking with, but I was having a little bit of a debate with somebody. I gosh, for the it's not like I'm talking to a lot of people. You know, I'm still living in a hole here. Um, in the shut-in, social distancing, and everything. I'll, I'll think about that a little bit later. It's early. I haven't had my coffee yet, but. Um, <clears throat> It, it took a while. I got the coffee maker. It takes like you, you put the scoops in, and it takes like twenty five minutes for the thing to get done. It just it does it one drip at a time. It's like crazy. But um, mm. yeah, the um, the NBA. So the the last I saw, and I think this is the last there is. But you know, you can fill me in because I know you you follow NBA a little bit closer than I do. Is um, 
that the NBA is, was exploring Disney, um, the Disney Wide World of Sports campus. And this is something that I think is going to happen when we get games back. Is um like the Texas governor, for instance, last night. Of course, we're recording. So it's Thursday night because um, we're recording on Friday. Uh, came down and, and updated the the thing and said that crowds can be at twenty five percent capacity, which I think is a little aggressive um, for the sports world. I really think that the sports league should just wipe out crowds. Um, you know, for for the rest of twenty twenty. Um, that's my opinion. But um, what I think what we're going to get in a lot of leagues is no fans, and it's going to be a lot of just camera and empty <laughs> empty arenas and everything. So the Disney Wide World of Sports to me makes sense because you got a ton of hotels, you have a couple of arenas there. I think that's where you know um, you know a lot of big state basketball games are played. I don't know if the championships there are there at this point. Well, a lot of AAU t- uh, tournaments, but they have you know a couple big. Uh, bigger um, facilities um, and I'm sure they wouldn't have people playing on like two side goals with the net in between, you know, like yeah, how right. they do it, like AAU tournaments. I doubt they'll do that. Um, so I'm sure they'll, you know, just stagger games and things like that. But Oh, I remember who I was talking about. So, um, so I was talking to Chris um, of Underdog. Uh, I was talk- talking through him t- through text. Like I said, there's probably only about six people I talk to, and four of them live in my house. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I was talking. I was talking to Chris, and uh, we were talking about the NFL season. I'm pretty confident. And with the book being out, you know, I've had some readers come in and and say, "Hey, you know, you know, what do you think? Are we going to get a season?" And I'm like, you know. The thing with the NFL that people should remember, and and this is why I'm confident, and I'm pretty conservative, like I said, I don't think fans are going to be back in the stands, but this is why I think the NFL figured out, is they're an $8 billion billion corporation. Um, They were making a big push this year for sports betting. Now, that push is probably revenue-wise going to probably go to next year because I don't know how the casinos are going to, you know, go around. Um, I know I was looking forward to that because in Illinois, sports betting was going to be legal here, so I didn't have to go to Vegas anymore <laughs> to put, play sports bets. So I was looking forward to that, but we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, the NFL, they make so much money, more than any other sports league on TV, that they will make a lot of money. This league will make money just playing the games on TV. Now, obviously, you want crowds in, you want concession sales. Uh, you know, parking is an arm and a leg at all these stadiums as well. They make a lot of money with fans coming in, don't get me wrong, but the money is so big in TV that they'll figure out how to make it work. And so once I saw that Schefter reported in, I don't know, maybe it was April or May that the NFL was exploring games in Singapore if they had to, like flying all the players out there and having games in Singapore, I was like, okay, the NFL is pretty committed to figuring something out. So I think there are enough pockets in this country right now with uh, COVID and everything that um, there, you know, the, the the different waves are sweeping through, the infections are sweeping through. I think they'll be able to figure out a way to to get their players in a safe place and quarantine them and play the season out. But um, the NCAA, I don't see a way that that works at all for any sports in the fall because there are state institutions that have liability for for kids um and that's what they are i know that they're, they're money maker uh money makers for the thing there's a lot of money in the ncaa but i just i just don't see how state universities and i know a lot of them are private but state universities can put the kids back into the field when they're talking about doing um 
um, online courses or potentially canceling semesters, I've heard, give or take. So what do you think about that and the NCAA and, and kids and, and that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, I mean, I think if there's any sort of like, hey, listen, for the betterment of the kids, we're going to go all virtual, then you will not have fall sports. Right. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, I think the NFL season, without a doubt, will be played. It'll start on time. Um, they'll either just play where they're all, you know, um, in one area. You know, Disney Wide World of Sports also has a ton of football fields. Um, yeah, you right. may have to, you know, um, change some stuff around, but they do have a little bit of time to do that with all the resorts on there. I could see them going to a system like that if they had to. The NFL is not not going to not have a season the same way the NBA yeah. was not going to finish their season. Yeah. Um, and, and silver, I, I like silver. I like Adam silver. I mean, he's always looking for, and he does a really good job of talking to the players and, and kind of, yeah, grouping. he's progressive. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I think the, the, the players like him, I think it's a really good relationship where Stern, I like Stern too, but Stern was like, like Stern was a tough dude. Um, yeah. Like he got it. He always made sure that there was a season and all that. Although they did have that lockout, as we talked about last uh, last week. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like Silver. I like the idea of them, you know, going to Disney and just just cranking things out. And what I'm also interested in, um, because you know, the NBA season is going to finish later. If they come back in July, that's usually when they're finishing out their mm-hmm. year. What I think is going to be interesting is, um, like, let's say the NFL comes up, because I think baseball is going to screw the pooch. I think baseball is absolutely yeah. going to screw yeah. up. As always. As always. As always. As always. They cannot yeah. get it together. The owners are jerks. Um, you know, the players end up looking like jerks, but I understand right. where they're coming from. But, you know, the players are the ones going on social media saying, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get out of right. bed for less than $8 million right. or something, you know, for, right, for 30 right, right. games. Yeah. I mean, it, dri- it drives me crazy. And I even tweeted something. I was like, this is just, you know, I'm not, I'm not arguing his point of view. It's just bad optics. For crying right. out loud, everybody in the world is struggling. I'm struggling, as, as we talked about and laughed about last week. I mean, everybody in the world is struggling. Um, you know, financially, um, in addition to like all the health and stuff and you come out griping that you're not going to make an extra, you know, X amount of millions per year and all that. It just looks bad, but that's what the MLB owners do. And then they, they close their books and they always cry that they're not making any money. Like they immediately be, Oh, I'm, I'm poor. You know, all these billionaire owners with their massive TV deals saying that they're poor and they're going to lose money. And it's always that it's infuriating it's part of the reason i switched as a kid from mlb it was really that strike year in uh, 94 um when the orioles were good and the mlb to me kind of left me and then i was like well screw it i'm gonna go to the nfl and i've never looked back and uh and that's what they do to kids and that's why they're (laughs) dying as a sport right now but uh mlb's got it going nhl was funny to me they came out and they adopted a 2014 playoff scenario if games return but then they said right after that they have to figure out logistics and safety and all that stuff. To which I say, what have you been doing, NHL, for the last two and a half months? <laughs> right. What have you been doing? Like, did, have you like? <laughs> right. What, what, how have you not been looking into this? Like, the NFL has a plan. The NBA's got a plan. They're just right. waiting on you know basically the government to to let them kind of off the leash a little bit. but uh, And then, of course, they have to go through player unions and stuff. I guess the NHL, they got the players to, to agree to stuff, and they, they have this format. <laughs> but come on, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
What I will Crazy. say, what I'll say about this is uh, the NBA looking at wide world of sports. The NHL, I think, could go up and have a tournament in you know pick the city, but you go up into uh, the Yukon, right? I mean, Can- mm-hmm. Canada is going to have good facil- hockey facilities everywhere. Yeah. Um, you could go to a secluded town. The NFL, I think they'll probably play in the home stadiums, but um, with, as I theorize, the NCAA possibly taking a step back, you have all these college towns. Like Think about like Penn State in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Gainesville kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, you could play games in those areas completely secluded, although I don't think the players would buy into that. Like If I was an NFL player, I wouldn't want to be spending four months away from my family in quarantine in like Gainesville or... Right, I don't Tuscaloosa. Know, Tuscaloosa, <laughs> yeah. you know, where all these stadiums are. So I think that'll be interesting. And then another thing before I throw it back to you, Sam, is in in a scenario where the NBA and the NFL are coming back, nothing's on TV. And remember, nobody's shooting TV shows. So like the, the, the full right. TV show lineup's not going to really be there. Fox is already re-airing seasons, recent seasons of Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef because they don't have new seasons. Um, I could see like N- the NFL, like just having games on Wednesday night now. Like, why not? You know? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, you got the well, schedule, but just you know, shoot, play rears. You know, just yeah. dominate TV as they have done over the last you know twenty years. Well, and I think the NBA, what this is going to do is obviously this will push back their season for next season, which that has been in the talks anyways, mm. to not compete with the NFL. Um, and for the NFL, to, not that they compete with the NBA, but really the NFL, and especially if you don't have college football, the NFL will solely dominate the fall lineup. Mm. Um, and I think the NBA will look at this as a way to test out, hey, do we? can we push the season to December? Mm. Can we push the season to start around Christmas, which where you're getting the hype, you're getting all that stuff. Um and then you're going further into the summer when it really is just baseball yeah. um, that's on so that and you know the NBA wouldn't be competing against college college football and you know the NFL and all these other ba- they pretty much own spring summer and yep. I, I'm all for that um, and I think the NBA is going to find a way to do this with having these games maybe at Disney or whatever, but you're going to see that the way that they broadcast it, you're going to get a lot more. You'll be, you'll be able to hear the sounds on the court. You'll be able to hear the physicality. I think they'll really like try to pump up some of that stuff. I don't know if the coaches and players are going to agree to being mic'd up all the time because Mm. you wouldn't be able to have that on a live thing. You'd have to go on a delay because (laughs) There'd be way too many MFs and ends yeah. and way too many things to be able to to uh, uh, speak to uh, corporate sponsors and stuff. Um, but, oh my uh, gosh! If I was a if I if I was a player like a top player, I wouldn't want to be mic'd up because I'd be afraid that if I was dropping too right. many you know profanities or something, it would it would hurt my sponsorship money. I would I wouldn't want it. Like, can you imagine like if Jordan was mic'd up every game with with how notorious he was oh, and his no. reputation of trash yeah. talking? That would be bad yeah. for his image. So, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly. want to do that, but it would be excellent TV. It would be fantastic TV. And I think it that's, would be. that's like, like, I think 
you know, there's, look, if you look at, um, like, uh, the New Orleans Saints, and take any team, right, the Seattle Seahawks, um, the Kansas City Chiefs also immediately come to mind, uh, you know, Pittsburgh with the people waving their towel, there's there's a component that the crowd brings to the game, and, and they affect the game, there's a reason there's home field advantage, mm-hmm. right, and, um, right. and not having that loudness, and like, you know, even watching the TV and seeing the cameras bob up and down and shake because mm-hmm. the stadium's rocking, mm-hmm. you know, that that's going to be a bummer, but there's also a silver lining here, is you're going to get new camera angles and new new features, and it's going to push these the production value of these games to a new level, um, like the NFL draft, for example, we saw kind of I know everybody was social distanced there, but we saw we saw things we never really saw before this NFL draft that I think will be taken forward because some mm-hmm. of them were successful. And so I think, you know, without the stands, you're going to have a camera at the 50-yard line. You're probably going to have cameras like all over the field. Right. New right. angles. You're going to get all this different, I yeah, think it's, all this footage. Yeah. I th- and I'm, I'm a guy that likes watching on TV anyway because, as you know, like for the Fantasy Football Almanac and all that stuff, I have to watch. I like watching different camera angles. I have the Game Pass. I like watching the All-22 tape. I like all this stuff. And to think that we're going to get more of these types of angles, less cutaways to the crowd and all that stuff like we see, mm-hmm. but we're going to see more like replays and, and different things. They're going to have to completely rethink how they produce a broadcast, but I think in the long run it's going to be better. And we're still going to get the product on the field. And like you said, we're going to hear you know calls. We're going to hear the defense. We're going to hear the offensive line You know, making different protection changes. I geek out over that stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, so do I. Like, I, I like seeing, like, what's going on on the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, every couple players just has a camera on them the whole time. Yeah. Whether yeah. they're on the bench, whether they're in whatever, whether, you know, the coach has a camera on him the whole time so that they can cut stuff and move stuff and do things like that. So when you are in a timeout or a break or whatever, like, you can basically just, like, float some of this stuff instead of seeing, you know, 50 year old men trying to you know wave at the camera when they're doing you know i hate yeah. that like i'm yeah, like i know why i mean what, who, what what would possess you to do that but <laughs> you know sometimes i mean i love the the sound of a crowd and stuff like that but the other stuff i could deal without and i'm just a nerd for the sport and i like to see like what's going on the inner workings what's yeah. you know what are they talking about what are the schemes what are you know, different, different angles. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that, to be honest with you. I don't, this is something obviously brand new. We've never mm-hmm. had this before and we will eventually go back to where things are in areas and stuff yeah. like that. So this is just going to be a, a really unique time to watch, watch sports, you know, and I, I guess we can segue that into, you know, the, the, the golf match that they had mm, this past yes. weekend. And, all those guys were mic'd up. They're all talking crap to each other. Gear, granted, it was a friendly competition, sure. but it still got a little chippy. They still started going at each other. The and <laughs> it was just good to see some competitiveness Com- going on. Yes, and all the different ways that they were able to. I mean, golf. This is the time for golf to shine. I know. I if was I'm watching. Golf, I was watching I'm the Canadian guys Open. Up. They was, don't need a crowd. Uh-huh. They they. This is their time to shine. If I'm golf, I'm pushing all my stuff up. I'm not waiting until other sports. Like, I'm like, let's get this stuff geared up. Let's go. Let's, you know, this is their time to do it. And, you know, that was a really fun thing to watch. Something that I hope they keep going, have different people from different areas. I would love to see Jordan out there playing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Talking his crap. Um, 
you know, Steph Curry is really good. Tony Romo's a really good golfer. Yeah, I would love to see these guys all paired up and them to be able to, you know, pick a cause and do this kind of stuff. And I like, but two years ago when Tiger and Phil played their one-on-one championship, yeah. like I, that was cool. You know, yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. It is, and I saw Phil came out and said he'd like to do one of these every year, and why wouldn't he? Um, right. You know, um, and, and you may raise a lot of money for charity, and that's fantastic. But the one that he did with Tiger, what did he make, like $20 million to, to go yeah. play around to golf? I mean, right. why wouldn't you want to do that every year? And it is, On it, top it, of his sponsors that where it's just I him know, and another. Man. You know, it's not like he's competing with 100 other golfers out there. Like, it's prime time. Like, him and somebody else, like, it's like, oh, okay, well, he's got all this – but he's titleist. He's got all his titleist stuff on. He's got all his stuff. He's talking about his clubs because he's mic'd up. Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, who's uh, Callaway shit is this? You know, and he's like, <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, he's throwing his stuff off. I, just, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like, um, I like that. I like the format of it. And, you know, the, the, um, you know, kind of the skins game aspect, the hole versus hole and all that stuff is is interesting too. Um, you know, I was talking about the Tiger Phil match from beyond because or from from what thanks last Thanksgiving uh weekend mm-hmm. it was or something. Um that's good because even if one of them's having a bad round, you're always in every hole. So it makes it better for T V and, and competition and all that stuff. And you know, I, I think, you know, Jordan Jordan versus Steph Curry would be a phenomenal a phenomenal thing um, to watch. I just, I like it. And there, you know, there are these, um, these sports that can't take advantage. I think, you know, soccer um, is another one. American, uh, I'm sorry, European football. Um, You know, soccer is, is a good one too, because even their field of play, usually people are a little more scattered. Um, But, you know, these, these sports that are on the peripheral, um, and I think soccer will eventually, if they haven't already overtake the NHL in this country, uh, just because of the changing demographics and and everything, but um, yeah, I think it's time for these sports leagues to really kind of be aggressive throughout the at least put tournaments together um, that are interesting. You know, like that big three league um, that would be a great time for these guys to pop back um, and just right. put something on TV because this is right. like everybody is starved for content. Like I was um, saying, I watched the Canadian Open. Um, it golf for about like 20, 30 minutes just because I wanted to see people compete again. So mm-hmm. it's that time, man. We're getting closer though. Um, you know, and I'm 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 very confident in the NFL. I'm not just saying that because I have the book out. Like I I I really think that the NFL is going to figure out a way to make it work. The complication is what happens when the first player in one of these leagues um, gets sick. Now I know they have a lot of mm-hmm. these protocols in place already. They're going to be taking their temperature. Um, they're going to have expanded squads so that they can quarantine players and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But if one player gets sick or there's like two or three players like we saw, I think, with the Utah Jazz and the NBA, does a team shut down? Do you start forfeiting games? That's the question that I have. Uh, but I'll leave everybody with this as, uh, as we're going to kind of wrap up the show. Um, I, I did, like I said, you know, I have readers kind of email me for those free updates to say, are we going to get a season? I say, look, um, I was talking to a guy also on the underdog network because, um, I can't contribute the, the quote directly to him because it was kind of said in confidence, but I'll say this, the guy's well-connected in the NFL. Um, he has a show on underdog. We were talking about this in March and he said, the NFL has the schedule in their hands, but they're not going to release it. They usually release it the first week of April. They're not going to release it until they know what they're going to do with the NFL season because they don't want to start pushing games back. They don't want to have the season start pushing games back. So when the schedule got released in June, 
that to me meant the NFL is all in and they are going to make a season happen because they didn't have to release that schedule. And they already delayed that release by like a month or a month and a half. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get a season. We're going to get games. Now, are some games going to be canceled? Are fans going to be there? I mean, all that stuff is up in the air, but we will get games. And I cannot wait for sports to come back. I know, man. Oh, my gosh. I need to watch. I need to watch some stuff. I did find – we talked about leaf boat racing, Sam, months ago. Um, yeah. I did find a good uh, canal where I can leaf boat race. So maybe I'll – Well, that's why I was surprised. You, you weren't, None of you guys were watching that Tiger and Phil thing. Um, oh, it was a little busy. But, uh, yeah. A little busy. I mean, like was, I said, I got yeah. I got the Canadian Open, but it's all about uh, it's all about when it plays. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Well, the weather here was pretty crappy, so I was mm. like, you know, I was geeked up for it. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think on that note, everybody, we can close out the episode. Sam, thanks as always for the time. Everybody, reminder: NFL. Um, I'm sorry, the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. Click the link below. Um, it'll take you directly to Amazon, and you can just read more about it and why it's good. You can also read all the five star reviews I'm getting for this year's Almanac. It's greatly expanded. I'm very proud of it. And uh, like I said, we're going to get a season, so uh, feel confident in getting that, and feel confident in the updates that you're not buying too early. Sam, got anything for the uh, for the crowd before we head out? So, man, be good, wash your hands, wear a mask. That's right, everybody. Be safe. Take it seriously. There's light at the end of the tunnel. This is the time to push. It's not the time to take your foot off the gas. It's time to put your foot on the gas. Let's stomp this thing out. Let's get our sports back. Be good, everyone. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports appalling. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Reppin' the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are holy.